0: Good evening, welcome to Anywhere I've Seen Matters with me, Steve Rafe. Uh, I'm by myself, no Joe today. He is uh, still struggling with the aftermaths of COVID. Uh, He's got a tickly cough and he's unable to join me on screen. But uh, Monday Night Club uh, means that it's your chance to come out and have a say about all things Newcastle United. So if you want to join me on screen, the link is in the chat pinned at the top. Just click that. And uh, come on and give us your views on Newcastle United A nil-nil draw yesterday against Manchester United at Old Trafford. Uh, a well-deserved point, it has to be said uh, I didn't go to the game, uh, as you all know We did match day Live yesterday with a, a panel of guests You can watch that back if you want uh, But one person who did go to the game is our first caller i has been there nice and early Good evening to Darren, how are you mate? Hello Paul, how's it going? Very good mate, have you got a voice left? I have just. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see the photographs on social media, mate. It looked like you had a great day and uh, a point for Newcastle.
1: Uh, what did you make of the game? Well, before I set off, I said to I me, said, mate, I'll, I'll take a point now. Before I, If I get back with a point, I'll be happy. But to be fair, first off, I thought it would be great. First off, we should have been the lead, Joe Litton, should have scored. And they hit the crossbar on the post, but... My, my, we played good, like, see, like I've got to have got a few negatives. But first half he couldn't follow us off over were much better team. But second half with Dan Byrne getting booked, he was, was a liability. Saying no, but because uh, uh, Anthony kept getting past him, and Dan Byrne knew he couldn't touch him. If he touched him, he was getting booked in, off the pitch. So uh, we, we were seeing we were seeing get targeted because Anthony was leaving him for dead all the time on the wing, and that's what, that's what we got concerned about. And um and Sean but I, I think we see how to, on the paper the quality had got an 8 i I'll give him over a 4 or 5 if that if he's lucky um, but we're doing good I would say second half wasn't good as the third half but to get a point old oh, trapped and what I will say if Cavaliers was not held out of penalty is beyond me because they uh, did the other day on the, on the referee's watch he said if Holland's a free uh, man's City's goal got choked off with a free kick how was it Callum? Wasn't a penalty?
0: Yeah, I mean I watched the game. It was it wasn't a pretty it wasn't a very good feed to be perfectly honest. So it's always very difficult. And then match of the day's highlights. Uh, you know, we're quite short. It was at the end as well with a being with it being an away game. But one thing I can agree with is, you know, it was definitely a penalty. There, there is no doubt about it. And, um, you know, to see that, uh, you know, again, time and time again from every angle, how the referee missed that and the linesman missed that, the you know, it, it is beyond a joke. But um, on the balance of play and the grand scheme of things, you know, it was a fair result. I think Newcastle United, as you've already said, Joel Linton hit the bar, hit the post in quick succession. Um, with with two headers, uh, very very unlucky with them, and then at the death, I mean, you know, we were hanging on in that last five minutes. You know, Manchester United changed things around. The petulant Ronaldo went off the pitch muttering under his breath, and um, on came. Um, uh, you know Rashford, who I've got to be honest, we all felt it was was probably gonna you know was probably gonna spoil the party, and he should have done really with that header which uh, which he put you know which, which which was put away. But yeah, all in all, a fair result. Um, I, I pick up your point about the midfield, and David Brewers says thought the midfield wasn't at the races yesterday, and the Burn left back situation isn't working for me. I mean, he came out in his press conference and he defended his decision to play a Burn there. And, and he'll be able to continue to play him there, I guess, Darren, because the unbeaten run goes on. And you know, a clean sheet at Old Trafford is something that you know we've never been able to take for granted, to be honest. So I think you know, three games in a week might change things around, but we might see we might see Dan Byrne continue.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not knocking Dan Byrne. I'd say I, he, he's playing played, with his heart, he's hard. He's 110 percent every game. And that's what he wants. But just a few times and Anthony, you, like especially sent off you as you if you could say it the best you could. It was a few times he got past him. He was leaving from dead and Dan Byrne just didn't have the pace to keep with him. You know like, That's the only thing. And he couldn't touch him because he only on a yellow card in the first half. But, it, but I couldn't fault his work. He, he'd give 110 percent but the man of match, well, it, it's between Shaw and Botman, because I'm all too, was absolutely unbelievable. The run, uh, Ruff would come on, Botman put him on his off, and you're not get the ball off me, mate. I was, and then, and had Ronaldo in his back pocket and I was more happy Ronaldo was playing because I reckon Ronaldo Ronaldo's finished. He's he's not that great now. He's and now he's a legend now, but he's, he's not great. And the the first time we heard the manual fan was the eighty second minute. We heard the manual fan the first time and we clapped for them. Um but I was happy with the with the points, Steve, you know. Did you did you happen to see Alex Ferguson? I mean
0: we've seen it on the coverage, but did you see they brought Alex Ferguson out at the start to make the presentations to the here, etc.? Yeah, I'm I know, sure. They, I'm sure they did that to wind up Newcastle supporters and wind up the team. You know.
1: Yeah, the 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 thing like, that, that that's for the, when the Broncos first and give them round applause and Ronaldo. You never heard that. You never heard the fans. The fans were pretty much quiet. I've I've been to Manuel three times and it, this is probably the worst I've ever heard. I, well, not not heard them. You know what I mean? Like we were saying, that their fans are very really disappointed. Couldn't believe how quiet the were. And but like say like. We we only it was sung from start to finish. You know what I mean? Like, it was a, it was a good game? like CFS, I was really impressed with the of how we played, how we set up. Pressing man, you on, on the goal kick. Dave, David here to kept kicking them out because he was pressurizing all that. You know, so but ah, I was I was happy with that point. To be fair, get the point. Old Trafford instead of getting beat, well, it makes a nice change. Yeah,
0: of course it does. Uh, Blue rhythm boy says Fergie's presence is a burden to them. Now they'll never live up to his standards. It's funny, that's exactly how I feel. I think um, yeah. you know that, that, that he is a bit like the ghost of Christmas past, isn't he, hanging over the uh, the football club and anyone who comes in. Is always going to be at their standards. Danny Coggins, good evening. He says, "Great point." Um, Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It was it was fantastic. It was just, you know, it it it's it's everything you want from this team. You know, hard work, commitment, and effort, and and and, you know, Newcastle trying their best to, you know, to you know, in 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 every game, and that's all you want to see. Uh, Other thing uh, today, Darren is uh, Peter Silverston. Uh, the club's new chief commercial officer has now been appointed. Um, what's, your, what's your feeling on that? The club's statement today was, Peter joins the club from OneFootball, the world's largest football media platform, where he was senior vice president of global development, responsible for OneFootball's clubs, leagues, federations and players' network and partnerships divisions. Peter brings almost two decades of commercial experience in the football industry, That will be critical delivering the club's ambitious commercial growth and plans. So, obviously, he was at Arsenal. um, He oversaw the rapid growth of Arsenal's e-commerce business and the agreement with Amazon for Arsenal's much-acclaimed all-or-nothing documentary. And in his quote today, he said, I'm delighted and honoured to join Newcastle United as the club embarks on its exciting journey to build a sustainable, leading Premier League and European club. What's your thoughts, then, on his appointment today, mate?
1: I think uh, it, it's, it's, it's got to be good for Newcastle because now I think they've got all the people in the right places now you know to, to go and do what they need to do get money coming in the club so can't spend money you know like in a financial fair play, or get sponsors to get money in to get money in the more or less got all the right people in the departments now so and they're just I think they're doing right they're, they're doing everything right On they getting players like that's your job I that need you to do that and Talk to the club and sponsorship deals getting. I'm happy with it, you know. Going to not handle your job, mate. You know what they're doing. these people wouldn't get numbers in, but the the wars were after the the right people wouldn't. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I mean,
0: it's it's building the foundations on mm-hmm. and off the pitch. That's the key, isn't it? It's um, you know, I, I think in the past. And I and I'm you know I never really am critical of what happened during the entertainers days because we look back on that with immense pride and you know it's the team that we always talk we about. Was it was really... then, no, we were they? weren't we? We were weren't no, we? I... I've just done a pre-record actually this morning with Paul Ferris who was the um, you know the. the you know the physio at Newcastle for many years, mm-hmm. and of course he's written some successful books now about his time. You know, not just at Newcastle as a physio, but as a player, and his battles with ill health. And I'll be yeah. I'll be putting that on in uh, in November. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about it, and it, it was built on, you know, it was built on sand really. It was it wasn't built on solid foundations. The entertainers, and and when things changed, and when Abramovich came in. You know, mm-hmm. Shepherd and Hall realised that they just couldn't compete and they got out and they sold it to Ashley, and, and the rest is history. But, yeah, yeah. you know, this time round, we are building solid foundations on and off yes. the pitch, aren't
1: we? Yeah, but, I've got to say, like, I say, that's my main near at the We were spoiling he, 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 All these youngins, like, especially, they'll not know that. They'll, they'll go listen to us. And if you're not know, you, you go to a game where they score two, we'll score three. You're always guaranteed goals in Newcastle, couldn't you? One of the best memories I've got of that. I think when Newcastle player was down all around the ground was sangled, most of the players game. Like one Johnny Berks fan, he was like that. Listen, you love the dinny to like it was just unbelievable end days. Yeah, like coming up from the championship promotion and all that. And it was a roller coaster ride. Was, like I say, having Sheerard Fernand and other players. Unbelievable that, that's my year. I, I never forget. I wish I wish you could bring them times back, but I think we're not far off. In, say, yeah. four or
0: five years. What did you make of um, the the Man United team surrounding the referee? John Askew said, another esteemed podcaster has said he would hate it if we grew, uh, if we were in a group and bullied the referee like Man United did. Uh, John totally agrees with what the podcaster said. It's not what we're all about. What do you think? I thought that was disgusting. And, I mean, it's something which, you know, they said they were going to clamp down on uh, many, many times. But then, having watched the West Ham game yesterday, they did say they were going to clamp down on people grabbing a hold of people in the box and automatically give a penalty. And it's, it appears you can now commit judo or Harry Curry in the box with a player now and just there's no penalty awarded. Yeah. So, but yeah, surrounding the referee, what did he make of that, Darren? Because that was bad cracking. I mean, over that particular
1: incident, Ronaldo actually got booked. Yeah, well, the referee's arm was up. That's what I was watching. The referee's arm up. And then like next thing you know, Shaw's pass it back to the, the, the Pope. They hit the ball from there. Then Ronaldo comes kind of trying to be a clever boy and scores a goal, and then Ali, they're, trying that, they're trying to bully the referee and seeing that's a goal. If he of them, it was disgusting. Where's like where's the respect of the referee? If that was rugby. Every player would have been yellow carded off there, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was. Player gets into yard the referee, told the referee bad, effing, blame, and you know a fuck rugby. The, the ref, players are scared of the referees in the rugby, and that's what football needs to get like that. Because, so they play as bullying referees. The player needs to be petrified by the referees. Give the referees the power. Say, oh, yeah, you can't tell me that. give up the pitch, mate. Because it's disgusting. Because you had, you had the full team bullying the referee walk around the pitch. Yeah, uh, blue okay, rhythm a, blue. a few, a long time ago, when when the ref gave a penalty at all the yeah that you, you had all the team, didn't you? It's own referee for that one. I think was Roy Keane and all that. that they,
0: That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it, was like, it was like that yesterday Because the barely wanted to go They wanted to cheat To get the goal <laughs> I
0: couldn't believe it Yeah unbelievable Blue Rhythm Boys says Simon Jordan said today, It's a revolution uh, As we've spent so much He claims we were set A £60 million budget This summer I didn't think there was a budget, and I would say there wasn't. I mean, we had all of this palaver during the summer transfer window, saying that we had £50 million and this and that and the other. Uh, I, I just genuinely think some of these people just say things for the sake of saying it. Uh, David Brewer says, What's the crack with the recurring injuries to Maxi and Isaac? Something amiss somewhere. Yeah, and that's a big disappointment over the weekend, wasn't it, Darren? I mean, you'll have got to Old Trafford and um, would have been expecting, hopefully, to see... You know, ASM, you know, at least on the bench. But the rumors had started to come out on Thursday or Friday that potentially he'd had a setback and that Isaac had had a setback. And of course, that's what's happened. And it looks as if we could be without both of these up
1: until the World Cup break. Yeah, that's what Eddie House Press conference said yesterday. Looks like they're both out until next year. It's just strange. Matthew come back for one game and then Hammy's gone again. Has he not recovered properly? Has he not done? There's just something not right with um, ESM. Um, I I don't know what it is. It's something. Something's there. I don't know if he's doing something, something wrong. It just it, it, that's my opinion. You know, I mean, I don't think it's not. It's not right. Something's not right. I don't know what it is. Isaac, I, I was surprised at That like is a shame. Again, yeah. 60 60 million pound. He kind of play new year, but now we're about rely on Wilson to get injured. Hope he doesn't. But. I think we're enough in the time to get a few wins on the.
0: Yeah, next the, the, the beauty is the beauty is Wilson and Bruno. We've got to keep them fit, and I think we're game for anybody at home. And you know, defensively, we, we we're a solid unit, and um, we are hard to break down as as we have shown. Um, you know, uh, home and away this season. So I am I am confident. Uh, about that, Andrew says, "I thought there was an encroachment rule made years ago. Or did it? Did I imagine that these teams seem to get away with it and actually aggressive towards officials?" Andrew, there was an encroachment rule brought in, but as with the six-second rule, it just gets ignored now. You know, who no. um, have done that for years. Uh, give one warning, and if they continue, book every player who gets involved. It'll soon stop. Uh, and Julie says, "Only the captain should approach the referee. Anyone else is booked and keep booking them." Uh, every game until they learn and find the clubs also. Andrew agrees with you. He says, you're right, Darren, you should actually sin bin these people. That might not be a bad idea. Um and and Roger says he was about to say that as well, which which is interesting. John's asking us a question if you're alright to hang on. Darren Yes we are. I'm, I'm not
1: on yeah.
0: OK, mate, well, that's great. You can, you can join me. Anybody else wants to jump on, feel free. I saw George in the background, but he's he's disappeared. Here's a challenge. Can you think of a negative at our club at the moment? I'm struggling and I need your help. My negative would be strength and depth, John, still. I mean, you know, if, if, if you're talking negatives, it has to be personnel because we haven't got the strength and depth. And that's shown at the moment with, you know, as soon as we lose one or two key players in key positions, um, you know we're, we're struggling to make ends meet up front. You know we, we've got no options, and if we, we lose Wilson or we lose Bruno, um, we're, we're literally threadbare up front again. Even we? if you
1: lose Amaron too. Yeah, yeah. Because I say because he had another good game yesterday, but Murphy was back. Murphy didn't have a good game yesterday. Percy, you know, I think he was he wasn't that good yesterday. Uh, but it's strength and depth. Totally agree with Steve um, and, and John. Because I like say if you lose Bruno, oh, your you, you heart sink um Joe Linton he just ne- I like the block he just needs to be a little bit more control that midfield his touch when he receives the ball he needs to be a little bit more strong on that touch is but and like I like willick I'm a big fan of willick I, I would drop Sean Murphy and look Sean Longstaff and played uh, Joe willick on Wednesday night personally you know he didn't have, I know he wasn't well I believe on uh, the outside said that's right yeah
0: yeah, I mean it it's one of those things, isn't it? Uh, you know, players um you know taken ill. I think they lost Ericsson through the you know through the same kind of illness. Um Almiron, it's interesting because on our commentary yesterday, Darren, none of us picked Almiron out. And I mean he seemed to have a very, very quiet game. To be fair, as I mentioned at the top of the programme, the feed wasn't very good. But um,
1: you know, you say you had a you had a decent game. You work you works hard, Stephen. That's you you can't ask him all and, I, he just—he doesn't stop running non-stop. He just keeps running and works his socks off. He, he tries his best, and and that's all he—that's all he has for as a Newcastle fan. Where give hundred and ten percent, he was giving hundred and thirty percent. And I know he's not a, I know a lot of people like say, "Oh, he's, he's he's not great," and but a minute, he's doing everything right for me. I think he's working his socks off. He's grafting. He's up and down. He's helping defense. He's tracking. Like they say, all the players are you watch how they're closing players down in the triangles again. Like that's what that was manus probably yesterday. They were taking a goal, kicking it all the players, closing the manual players down, and they didn't know what to do in the first half. Uh, we need three
0: points on Wednesday, but I don't think it'll be a foregone conclusion. I'll be uh, happy with one nil. Uh, And gonna bring in Paul, he's joined us. Good evening, Paul.
2: Hi, Steve. Hi, John. Good to see
0: you, Paul. Good
2: to see you, Paul. What have you got to say tonight, man? Well, um, we got a point yesterday, and as I've said many times on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook, the more points we gain, the higher we climb. You know, a World Cup is uh, not far away, so um, the higher we can climb before the World Cup, after it, well, that's the home stretch, isn't it? And uh, you know, as you know, uh, well, you should do by now. Um, got a bet on for top four. That, that's where I think we'll, we'll we'll finish. I mean, I don't think we're good enough to uh, get to the, to the pinnacle, but you know, top four that's good enough.
0: Got five games before the uh, before the World Cup break, and looking at the fixtures, you've got. Everton at home on Wednesday. You've got Tottenham away. Then you've got Aston Villa at home, who are struggling. Southampton away, who are struggling. Crystal Palace, of course, in the League Cup. And then Chelsea at home on the 12th, which will be a humdinger. Uh, Certainly will be with uh, the form of both teams, hopefully still good. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it could be conceivable, Paul um, and Darren, that we could go into that break before Christmas uh, still in the top six or seven. Paul?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be at the Aston Villa game and the Chelsea game. Um, nephew's already got the tickets for that. And um, looking forward to uh, hopefully bumping into either Steve Hasty to uh, pass a message on to our owners. Um, wrote nine points down, which I think will uh, energise. The football club and our city. Um, as you know, the, over last weekend, uh, there was a special at St James's with the uh, rugby league. And um, I'd like to see that expanded, as uh, another YouTuber mentioned the other day with the uh, fan zone.
0: Yeah, I mean, what do you think, Darren? Europe, Um Eddie Howe was asked about it actually at his press conference, and uh, he just said it's nice to be talking about that rather than you know relegation worries, Darren. But um, you know, with f- those five games and uh, three of them at home, you know, Newcastle are putting themselves in a really good position, aren't they at the minute?
1: Yeah, I'll me personally, Both I would have, like to have no. nine, ten points out of them games. I'll be happy with nine, say ten points. Um, I think we'll beat Everton personally. I think we'll beat Dela. and I do think we can beat Southampton. And I like to think Chelsea. I'll sell for a point. Anything else, I'll be buzzing. So, me personally, I'll go happy with ten points, Stephen. That's that's what I'll go for.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we can beat Everton um, with the team you know that we've got uh, available. Um, for for me personally, I think that that's. That's a, that's a winnable game. Tottenham away, depends which Tottenham turns up. Villa at home, I can see Newcastle getting some, you know a, a, another win there. And then Southampton, again, it, generally not a happy hunting ground, but you've you just got to fancy for Newcastle getting something there as well at the minute on current form. And if they can get through to the next round of the League Cup, um, you know, it, it presents you with that Chelsea game before you go into Christmas in front of a capacity-crowded St James's Row them the morning. It's exciting times at the minute. Everything is exciting. That's that's that is the you know that is you know why we're, we're all just got to sit back and enjoy the season. There's a question here from Funko. So Darren, I'll give you it first and then ask Paul. Uh, Hall and Shepherd couldn't compete with the billions. Fair enough, but Robson could send a team out to compete with the best. Do you feel that sacking Bobby Robson was a massive mistake?
3: Ooh.
1: I, t- I felt sorry for Robson because he loved the club that much. But a lot of it was, I think a lot of it was down the players not paying for Robson. You know, because like, that's when the tides change for players. No, players don't play for managers, and unfortunately, the managers get the sack. I, I, I think it was. Shame they couldn't stick to Robson a bit longer. I, I love I love Robson. He was a, a hard on his sleeve person. See how it is. I don't think the crow was wrong for the sack him. That's my personal opinion. Paul did the pull the trigger too early on,
0: Bobby. Sir Bobby. Yeah, they,
2: they, they certainly did. I mean he was loved. Um you know, I mean, the passion of the man was phenomenal.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: One moment, man. Have to uh jump off, uh, Steve, because uh, my sister's been a pain in the backside, ringing me.
0: No, uh, worries, so, Paul, got... you go and do that. Family's got to come first, mate. Thanks for jumping Very on, done, pal. thanks for jumping on. Uh, yep, yeah, family has to come first. Uh, good <laughs> luck to Paul. Uh, good to see him on anyway. And uh, he, he's a big supporter in the chat from my perspective. Um, Bobby Robson, yes, it, it, was, too, it was too quick to, to pull the trigger, but Darren's pointed that out. The players. Um at the time, your Kieran Dyers, your Craig Bellamy's, I think your Jermaine Genesis in that dressing room, that you know, the you know th- there were the new breed of footballer coming through and, and a couple of those players that I mentioned didn't quite show the respect that they should have for Sabi. And he felt undermined at times. And I think he was going through that period of um, you know, he'd recovered from cancer, he'd beaten yeah. cancer, and I just think I think lots of things were catching up with him, which he probably wasn't aware of at the time. But
1: um, you know, I just think- and that's where when when it went kind downhill a little bit, didn't we? From then,
0: yeah, a hundred percent, mate. I just genuinely feel that. I just genuinely feel that. You know, he, he probably could have been. You know, given the bullet in a, a kind of way, they could have let him see the season through, you know, and and then and then find a replacement. But the way that they got rid of him, it, it left a sour taste in the mouth. Uh, to replace Bobby Wasunis, Uh oh dear, John, you are not wrong. Uh, and Alan thinks Bobby was getting too old, uh, which yeah, it did play its part. Uh, getting back to the match, BT says Craig Pearson didn't blow the whistle for the foul. Should VAR have intervened? Do you think, Darren?
1: Uh, for Wilson, yes, yes. yeah, totally. Because they we thought we could we, we, we were the the and we were involved, we were seeing a that, and they didn't we were shocked. And mm-hmm. like, see, I got in the night, I seen I watched referees watch, and uh, who I think it was who was on the Danny Mills has said, if the stuff if, if the stop man city's goal for Liverpool, and I'm man city scored, yeah. If that's, a, if that's a free kick, Albert Wilson is not a free kick. So it's the same as last week. The inconsistency is happening again. Yeah, I mean, VAR's been good to us the last
0: few weeks, and it, and we were discussing this on Match Day Live yesterday. It has pretty much evened itself up, I guess, so far. You know, we were up in arms after the Liverpool game, but you know, we've had some good we've had some good results with VAR as well as some bad results. I think we've just got to accept it. But um, one of the lads said yesterday, VAR was brought in to stop all this. I think it was Vince. He said, that, you know, and Roger both said the same. It was was brought in to stop this, and you know, it's created more problems instead of solving them, which 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 you know drives us. Drives everybody mad uh, So Bobby was a legend here It's such a shame we didn't get him after Keegan left Typical Barcelona uh, were planning to move him upstairs And Dan says it's mad That you can earn a pen- penalty Sancho and dive your way into it Not being given uh, did, is, it- did you see the Casemiro dive? Yeah, I mean there was a there was a five minute period where they just decided to go Swan Lake, didn't it? And Ronaldo as well. They, they, I mean, literally, I, I remember that was one one of the things I commented on yesterday. He was diving and looking at the referee as he was going down and landed uh-huh. like that and was looking at the referee, and you're thinking, How are we, mate? Yeah, you're better than that. You know what, well, what I
1: mean? You. He went down, it was a blatant dive. You should book him for diving.
0: Yeah. He- Unbelievable, really. It really was. Uh, Tom points out a good fact here. He says Newcastle have got that outright best defensive record in the Premier League so far this season. I mean, it, it, it is. We've got the best defensive record, Darren. It's mental, mm. isn't it? It's just,
1: it's just like how we're passing the ball, Still, Like, like you, if, if you put this, like, then and now, the last season on the Blakes, now on Bruce Howard, we're, we're scared to pass the ball to the right back to the centre half, it was always going long but now what? are it's like four or five touches to, to going up the pitch. And not all the players have got the confidence now to touch the ball. And it's like, I know we have got a new defensive player last year, but it's just, it's just good to see. You know what I mean? Like that's what we want on the front foot. Instead of just being scared, what? Well, what? We're not, we're not scared anymore. And that's what Eddie Howe's done. He's a, he's a attacking line manager, and what he's doing is fantastic in my opinion. You know. James Nichols says, "I put on here yesterday. We could see how good
0: Botman was. He is 22 years old. How good is this boy going to be? We look solid, and he was. Yeah. I mean, you've already mentioned him as a man of the match yesterday, Darren. He was immense, wasn't he? Oh, man, it's, he's
1: he is the next Virgil Van Dijk. You know, you know Virgil Van Dijk. He's 31. Get Botman in a couple more years, and he's he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be like Virgil. But he's, how will like now when Virgil look unplayable? He's gonna be like him. He just." He's just so good on the ball. The only thing I'm going to he's passing. When he's overthinking the passing, he does a like he he a bit or gives the ball away. Like it's just he's passing for me. That's when he needs to improve a little bit on. But beyond that, he's, you couldn't kind of follow
0: him. No, definitely not. Talking to managers, Rafa didn't want to seem uh, give Eddie Howe any credit over the weekend. Yeah, I didn't catch his uh, commentary, but um, I heard that as well. But you know, why would he? He's probably sick as a chip that he uh, hasn't got the opportunity to manage at Newcastle with all this money and without uh, without any of the hassle. Corruption is blatant if you watch Dermot's explanation. Kenny, you're not wrong. Uh, Dermot Gallagher, uh, you know, you can't defend the indefensible. I think that's what they say. We really need to win on Wednesday because Spurs may be tricky. That said, we owe them after last season. Look, we'll go into every game trying to win every game. Uh, Sven Botman said that uh, in his post-match interview. Man United fans up in arms over the penalties that went against them and the Ronaldo free-kick goal that wasn't. They also occurred Newcastle players of diving. Irony. Yeah, so did a lot of their fans and uh, Melly Barnes will be coming on, I think, tonight. He is uh, flying home to uh, to get on tonight so we'll have a Manchester United perspective on here uh, before the end of the show. During Bobby's time at the Toon... Uh, was the problem not with the fact that the team was divided into three camps, the seniors, the middle guys, and the young guns, Dyer & Co., with their 1,000-pound thousand ear, thousand ear studs, etc. Yeah, but definitely camps like that, mate. You are right. Mr. Anderson says, Ronaldo has done it all in his career. Remember the wink with Rooney? Yeah, he, he definitely has. And Mark says, they were frustrated because of how good Botman is. We're not easy to break now, and they didn't like it. And uh, John says, uh, does anyone think, in a way, this season is a free hit? in that it's one of stabilizing the base for us to kick on properly uh next season a free hit season I, I think it's a I think they've already decided behind the scenes that this is an yeah. opportunity for Newcastle United uh, to, to establish themselves and spend money um you know and, and, and it's starting to reap the benefits
1: yeah I think this Me, this season percy I think in the talked anyway in the top 10 but maybe I'll be buzzed with that compared last year but I, I do think when finisher would if I'll be happy with if if I finish if or higher, but just what we're doing this year, how we're doing get get like say get these game out of the way. Johnny when you transfer to to the open. And then bring a yeah. couple players play in. What we need. Yeah, Paul, don't apologise mate, he's apologising
0: saying he's family ringing him during the phone call It's not very professional, don't worry Paul uh, There's no no airs and graces on here These things happen Dan says, 100% agree John, I went into this season just thinking The season's just about getting the wheels on Yeah, I think a lot of people did But I guess, you know, the behind the scenes They're they very ambitious And um, like I said, they're, they're laying the foundations Okay, halfway through the show I'm going to do the ads uh, Big thank you to Skips and Bins uh, Telephone eight hundred, twenty-five forty-five. 25.3 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com website www.skipsandbins.com easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection thanks to you lads you've been with us a, a long long time uh, thanks to Darren Baldwin funerals independent funeral directors uh, 304 Old Durham Road Gateshead telephone 0191 478 273 or email Darren at Darren Baldwin funerals.co.uk. And uh, yeah, the website is uk Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists. You can find them at the gohd.com. And thanks to Phil Reed phil at 3property.co.uk, telephone 07966 871 993. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Handmade sources uh, from Cumbria you can find them at mrvickies.co.uk or by telephone on 01768 210102 and place in an order. Thanks to Media Arts for all the video technology help. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wallsend, and Newcastle and the guys who do our website. Thanks uh, to everybody in the chat. And if you aren't a subscriber, then please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. It is free and you still get seven shows a week. Uh, Tonight, there's 179 watching live at the minute. Just click the thumb up to like the video. Uh, That's the one thing you can do for free, which helps build the algorithm and grow the channel. We're also available as a podcast on Spotify, iTunes and the rest. Simply go across there and 24 hours after the show has been on YouTube, uh, you will be able to find us uh, in voice only. And if you want to join us, then click join underneath the video. Uh, You can make a donation via the the dollar sign in the chat. Or you can become a cult member uh, by using the QR code and uh, going straight to nufcmatters.com. What do you get for uh, your one-off payment? Well, you get a pen, a cup, a membership card, and a scarf and entry into the monthly NUFC Matters draw. If you want something for free, uh, we do do uh, a free car sticker. You just need to email john at nufcmatters.com to get that. And we do support the food bank on this channel. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you can make a virtual donation to the match day bucket. We've also got the Steve Howie t-shirt still up for grabs. Uh, the winner will be announced on Friday. If you go to my Twitter, at Steve Wraith, uh, you can bid for this. Steve will sign it, and we will post it out here with all proceeds going to the food bank. And back to the chat. And let's see what other questions we've got. John says, realistically, can we finish above Man United and Liverpool this season? I would say, yes, we can finish above Man U.
1: No, we can't finish above Liverpool. Darren? Um... I'm saying no the both, I, I think Man will be 6th or 5th, I think we'll oh, just put a that, me personally I think Man will, mm-hmm. okay. anyway
0: anywhere, anywhere that'll be happy Alright, George I'll have to ask you to put your headphones on mate because we're getting a bit of feedback I think from your, uh, from your perspective mate I'll come to you when you've got them headphones on
4: uh, Alan, good evening Evening lads, sorry for that, family drama, else I would have been a hunch you Don't worry mate, don't worry, Darren's enjoyed it, he likes his uh, Monday night chats and we're
0: always happy to, to have it. We're Great
4: time dar- have... to meet we're
0: you Hello Darren mate
4: yeah. George, keep... lovely to see you
0: Good stuff George, he's got his headphones on now, how
5: are you doing George? Okay Steve Good Good stuff I... Go Still, lots... Still lots of feedback on my end
0: all right, well we can hear you. All right, no thank feed, you. No feedback from us. Alan, uh we'll come to you then. Uh give us your give us your points on the match yesterday.
4: Well, that's uh yes. was week, unfortunately, so I've only seen the highlights of the game. Um fantastic result, that's fantastic. Um I mean Wilson's penalty. Um I do want to have a quick one of your fellow competitors, uh, Steve from Radio in Newcastle's John Anderson So uh, Wilson took a dive. Well, I think you wow. should go I think he should go to Specsavers. I really do. Um, that was the most disgusting decision, as Match of the Day said, of, of the day. Uh, it was a clear penalty for Wilson, in my eyes. I know John Anderson was like, he must be part of the Defenders' Union. But uh, that was... You know, I mean, I go on a lot of podcasts, Darren, George, uh, and the Man United fans were saying they had a Stonewall penalty. Well, I'm afraid... Ours was absolutely stone wall, absolutely so. So in essence, regarding the chances, uh, Joe Linton had a sitter. Um, I saw that, and he should have buried the second one. Uh, the first one was instinctive, but the second one, you should, mm-hmm. an instinctive forward, would have buried that. Um, so all in all, with the chances they had and we had, the draw was a fair result. Um, just coming to the. Point about that, lads. Um, about where we would finish in the season. Actually, this weekend, Darren George, I think the break result and the West Ham result were the best results of the weekend because I do regard them as our main challenge as the seventh position. But I do think there's a chance we could gain the top six. I do think if we another couple of buys, um, I do think six could be possible. But I do think we're fighting at this minute for seventh. Steve, I do think that's up because looking around, I cannot see Ever- everton, I cannot see Aston Villa, I cannot see Brighton challenging with. And if you look at the table, Leicester are on the floor, literally. Um, so as regards that, um, you know, I do believe seventh is wide open for what to take, and anything else is a bonus. I really do think that. Um, so all in all, I was a bit down. Steve, Darren, George, about hearing about the the injuries to Isaacs and um, basically ASM. I think that's, it is going forward. We've got two games now and the next four or five days are going to really stretch where physically more and, and mentally because I do think like we said last week, Steve, I think we've got the beating of Everton and I do think we could get something against Tottenham, but with them two guys out, uh, it's, it's going to be a mighty tough ask To get something against Tottenham But I have to One point Steve I've got a bone you about When you said about last week When you said It's not been very good down there Actually we're record away wide art lane Steve if you look in the records In the last 15 years has been very very good Very good Um, As as far as like Actually what's happened is Tottenham's beat up here And we've beaten them down there so, apart from last year, of course, which I do think we we played into their hands lads, last year when we got beat 5-1. the last what, one out of four, we last year, but well, that, I think we won the last three or two
1: yeah.
4: down there. Yes, Darren, mm, it's been, we've rate? been really, really good down there over the last 10-15 years. Lads, we've been really, really good uh, down there. So, all in all, I really want to back at Everton, Darren. And Steve, George, I really want to batter them because the abuse we took after the beat were at the end of last season was—I I thought I was on a Sunderland podcast to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they were that bad. Yeah. Honestly, some of—and there were there were grown blokes, lads. They were in their fifties, giving me this dog's dinner of abuse, and I thought, I want you to relegated. Yeah. I still want them relegated, lads. So. I'll be fingers and toes and arms crossed on Wednesday night, lads. Obviously, I kind of get a ticket for all of my money, Steve, these days. Yeah. Uh, but that's my fault. I hold my hands up. I, I give it up after Benitez uh, never, never came back or was kicked out the door, should I say. Um, so that's my, my choice uh, because I wasn't going to give that man another £30 of my money until we got taken over, which has been absolutely brilliant. The main point, lads, that came on the show tonight was, what, what do you think about uh, Jurgen Klopp's rant? Uh, I just found it laughable, absolutely laughable. That you it, should have manager, been talk sport, fans. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just thought, and I would lo- love to you know the, the voices in the chat, Darren, as well, because here is a manager that, that their club went out their way to destroy English football forever. And to put a ceiling, them six clubs, on what they could achieve and the rest of it could go to hell. Um, And all for the sake of money. And because we've now, in Jurgen Klopp's eyes, one of three clubs that have got unlimited potential to win everything. It's like Liverpool's result show that it doesn't depend just on money. It's how you use it. It's human nature. There's 11 men go on the pitch. Every Saturday, fighting each other for a football, game of football, and all in all, you know, money helps greatly to win trophies. I've got no doubt, get better players. But at the end of the day, it's not the be all and end all. But Jurgen Klopp sowing the seeds that we need help here, i.e., Liverpool and Arsenal, and Man U, because we won't be able to compete with Man City, Man United, and it's putting doubt in everybody else's mind that we're going to dominate English football. I wish. I wish, I hope we do, but uh, that's a long way off. lads, I really do, long mm. way off. But that that Jurgen Klopp rant annoyed me greatly because he was part of this cartel that was trying to destroy not him personally, but his club by just guaranteeing money every year and excluding every all the 14 clubs and if, and not allowing other clubs that have the ambition to be number one.
0: Great stuff as always, and you've covered a vast amount of points there. Uh, just on Klopp for me, um, it created a lot of hilarity over ceilings. Uh, Dan says <laughs> Klopp should ask the likes of Norwich what a ceiling looks like. But yeah. you, you know what? You know you're, you're completely right because Liverpool were part of this alleged, you know, breakaway Super League, and. Um, Klopp has Klopp has had a lot to say. Um, and I think it's I think it's getting you know it's getting to him slightly this job. He's got the seven year itch, which he's had at these previous clubs, and I just genuinely think that the pressure of the job is getting to him and you know the pressure was alleviated a little bit yesterday yeah. with that win against Manchester City, but he still was up a height to the point where he got sent off. But what I would say to Jurgen Klopp is concentrate on your own club and stop worrying about us. You know, we, we'll be all right. You know, we, we'll get on with things. Um uh, But yeah, look, great points as always. George, I'm going to come to you, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, thanks for joining us on the panel yesterday. And it's always an interesting perspective, George, uh, having you on the show, because of course, you didn't watch the match again, and you you were watching us. And I don't know whether you caught the top of the program when I was speaking oh. to Darren, who was at Old Trafford oh. yesterday. But we were you. You just said Almiron clearly wasn't in the game because none of us picked up. None, none of us oh. really mentioned Almiron oh. yesterday. Darren Absolutely. said he had a great game.
1: But,
5: go, go on, George. Uh, I'm getting a I'm getting a, a bounce back off of you and Alan. But never mind. Um, yes, I. I still enjoyed it. well you you know I still enjoyed it, Steve. And uh the um it there, having watched it uh back for, on match the day, etc. Um, it was easy to see how the very professional we were again. That's that's the word that's the word that comes to my mind. And uh tonight um I don't know if you've seen it, but they replayed a piece of uh, a piece of video with Danny Mills and his partner challenging Dermot, Gallag- D- Dermot Gallagher on uh, the uh, the referee about the penalty. And Gallagher was saying the Liverpool one was a penalty, was a penalty, but ours was, wasn't, and Danny Mills just tore tore him to shreds, and so did the girl that was with him saying that, uh, well, if you say one's a penalty, the other one's got to be a penalty. And all it highlights for me is what I said at the beginning uh, to myself. The difference is the Liverpool ones are foul on a Liverpool player at Anfield. The other ones are foul by a Manchester United player at Old Trafford. And it just shows how corrupt VAR is towards these teams. And it's time they're actually gonna succeed in getting rid of VAR because that they're making it's making a mockery of it, absolutely making a mockery of it. And uh it's it's just just ridiculous. Um and the other thing was the uh the way in which our uh, defenses at the moment, right across the back four, whoever the back four are, but sharp and boatman are just outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Uh you know, Shaw is playing um, re- truly international-class football at the moment. He, whatever Howe's done to him, whether he's given him three bicks now instead of two, I don't know. But whatever it is, Shaw is the outstanding defender in the Premiership for me at the moment, uh, alongside Boatman And, and, and Bottman, I'm afraid, is not, not just a defender. He's a brilliant footballer. Sometimes when he comes out of defence... And he brings the ball out and he drops his shoulder. He's got forwards going all over because they don't know where he's going. And that's the sort of thing that most attacking players would love to have. And yet he's, he's got it in his, in his armoury as a centre-back. Center and I think that's great for us. Um, and as the Klopp, well, Klopp's just shown the panic that's setting in amongst, amongst the other ones at the top because they see what's coming. They can they can see the steamroller coming down the road, and they don't know how they're going to get out of the way of it. They're just it's just going to hit them eventually, and uh, that's quite quite sad for them, but quite enjoyable for us, especially somebody like me that's been watching everything at St James's Park for the last seventy odd years to to be in a position where people are worried about us. That's fantastic. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. It
0: is. Uh, well, I did promise uh, that this would happen tonight. Here he is, Melly Bonds, wow. the Manchester United fan from Ashton is back. Uh, good <laughs> evening, Melly. Good evening, Steve. Good evening, lads. Calling, me a, calling me a glory seeker. How awesome. <laughs> <laughs> However, then, let's, hear your, let's hear your views on that match. You were there yesterday. Darren was at the game. Uh, George and I and Alan weren't at the game yesterday, but we watched it anyway. We, we, saw, we saw enough of it to be able to comment. But give us your view, Melly, from a Manchester United perspective.
6: Well, I said last week that had we uh, gone into Europe off the back of the wheel against Everton and demolished that European side Ammonia that you wouldn't have stood a chance. That didn't happen. We scored a late goal. And um, McTominay, I've been a, quite a critic of his this year, but he then missed the Newcastle game. Uh, and you know, you, you could see with your own eyes that Newcastle, the, they the came for the draw. They came. They got what they came for. From the first from the first minute. I mean, from Bruins. You know, they were taking 30 seconds for a Bruin. They were getting fouled, Absolute it was taking them rubbish. it was taking them three minutes to get back. Up. I mean rubbish.
3: I've, I've never I've never seen
6: what? it. Um, where rubbish. where a player has been off the pitch and the referee actually holds the game up while he's off the pitch. I was this is this was me point on Twitter where I was saying, like, you know, the Scouse City ref because there's a video going online now of him winking as he's coming off. Um I don't know, I'd like any other time that we're looking at... foreign Look, that that wasn't a goal with Ronaldo, with the goalkeeper. It, the, the, the defender just touched it bat to of him, and he, and he was right to start play again. That wasn't a goal. But, obviously, you could have had a couple of penalties, but I think we could have had a couple as well. I'm disappointed because I'm touching on George. What George just said before, is our sleeping giant, and I think last year we're This year we struggled with Eddie Howe's tactics. And next year, after two more transfer windows, it's going to be tough. There's no doubt about
5: it. Interesting. Interesting. Lots, Eddie, of, people, lots of people. Go on, George. Go on. Well, anyhow, tactics put her in a position of, of uh, Joe, Joe Linton should have scored. You hit the bar and hit the post and, and that should have been one down. And they would have just collapsed because they, they were arguing amongst themselves. They were arguing with the referee. Where's where's the referee's instructions About not approaching the referee There were three or four times in that match Where all ten Manchester players Were round the referee Where were the yellow cards Well you don't get yellow cards at Old Trafford Because the referees won't don't No, 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 Ronaldo but got a yellow card
6: done. Done. For that For that, that you're on about Ronaldo got a yellow card When they all surrounded him uh, Saying that the, the, the ball had already been touching It was in play You booked Ronaldo for that Um but that happens all the time now, and it's wrong. It is. It's wrong. You shouldn't, you know. Without referees, there isn't a game. So, the referees' decision Look is. Look at that. Look off. at that. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's the Ronaldo. That's the
5: Ronaldo um, scenario when he well, scored when he pulled touching back. The keeper. Well, why is he the only one that got a yellow card? Fernandez also got booked. Aye. Why? Why is there not some more yellow cards? Honestly, do didn't talk
6: to me about Bruno Fernandez. said uh, he came in when we were really bad, and he picked him up, and we were absolutely fantastic, and we put him on this pedestal. But for me, lately, like he's um, he's always looking to move, and he's always looking for a free kick or a foul, or rather than just we get up and play on like this,
1: all the time.
6: All I, the it's, it's ridiculous. He's got it in him. He's got it in him to be a good player, but he, he focuses more time on criticising other players when they don't give it right mm-hmm. or looking for the foul or the free kick and, and his, his balls is just not there anymore. You know, and I think um, he, he's focusing too much on his game, on, on what we've just been talking about there, like getting fouls and stuff instead of just being the professional and, and playing his game because he's very good when he does it. But more and more so lately, he's... Um, I did put that on Do Not Disturb, Steve, sorry. Um, he's, he's looking for the foul, you know. In fact, to be honest with you, lads, if I could go through the whole team, I could pick a, a fault with a majority of the man United. And I think it's time that we started bringing and through because, you know, he's a laugh here and you say, nah, you just get whoever you want. But we're different. We get shirt sellers. Man United get shirt sellers. Harry Maguire, shirt seller. He, he had an absolutely fantastic uh, World Cup England. We bought him. we we'll sell shirts. Ronaldo, shirt seller. Man United, the Glazers buy shirt sellers. They're not investing in the youth. Luckily, Aaron, Eric Ten Hag, he is uh, all about the youth. But his hands are tied. His hands are tied. You know, I think these, con- these players in their contracts have got where they've got to play so many minutes, you know. Um, so... Somebody commented on your tweet yesterday, Steve, saying um, explaining Man United in a nutshell, and I had to agree with him, even though I was like, I was absolutely gutted yesterday. Like, and I, you know, I was arguing with every Newcastle fan that was coming on, but this guy, I had to, I had to agree with him. You know, we're just a we're a graveyard now for these players who um, who sell shirts. You know, it's it's sad to see, but usually will be loving it, like.
0: Well, we are. Newcastle have just signed the teenage winger from West Ham now, uh, Amadou Diallo. Um, the nineteen-year-old is going to link up with Newcastle's under-21 squad for the remainder of the campaign. That's another Very great nice. signing for Newcastle, by the way. Oh, um, nice. uh, and, and just just up the back of you saying that Manchester United aren't signing youth and signing the uh, signing shirt sellers, Newcastle are doing the complete opposite. So, um, yeah, interesting. Darren, we'll go around the board for the Newcastle response. You were at the game. What do, you, what do you make of what Melly's had to say? He's very honest, Melly, and that's why I like having him on.
1: I kind of agree, with him because I it's I guess look, I like Phil Jones is still there. He he's just hasn't played for how long now. He's just getting top wages. He's not even playing.
4: Eleven yeah
1: yeah. He's not even. He's got One one, one, two years of his contract. He's not even At a game. Not even the bench. So he watched, he's getting paid for note. So the club, you we didn't want to get get lost. But I'm with the ball to do that. They're going to Cut too much. And your manual team was in by ten o'clock yesterday. Found that very very strange to be in by ten o'clock in the ground. And like your club shop, you had metal of the me when you when you went in the the club shop. So you, I mean, you didn't it through. Know, very weird. Um, but I say you have people buy merchandise and all that, like well, the bags and all that and thing. I can't see the point. But in the game and buy emergency before before the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Alan, what's, what's your take on what Melly's had to say? Well, a lot of it about uh, shirt size is spot on by Melly but I would say well, Melly knows that the referees need Google Maps to find the penalty spot for the opposition because they never, give penalties. <laughs> they never give penalties I mean, the Wilson penalty was disgusting it's like walking into a family room where your parents are having sex it's just, that was disgusting it really was. It really was. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. You know, I mean, Melly says we battered you, but that—that that, obviously that was the way game because we battered you it was the two of them last year when we drew ones each. It should, and every Man United fan said that. I saw okay. some of the podcast, Melly, um, and I didn't see the game, Melly. I saw the highlights. So, but all the Man United fans were saying the same. We came for a point. Now. By all accounts, by every report I've ever heard, the first half was well and truly ours, and we should have been one or two up. And the second half was yours. So I'm really, you know, happy with the point because it could have went either way. And and rush, rats, miss, Smith, well, my granddaughter I could have, too could have scored that one. So yeah, you know, it's a, a fair result. Um mm. I couldn't be happier. Uh just let you know, I'd say one thing to Melia is would he have Saudi ownership now?
6: 100 million percent. You well, that's
4: an honest answer, mate. I was on holiday and there was one lad was saying to me, he was a Man United fan and he was saying, I'm not too sure, uh, but, nah. he, you know, he was like, if and about it, I said, well, where to like it to have Saudi ownership. And I think 19 other Premier League clubs would as well. I think that's on. the
6: way it's going. To be honest, you know the Super League and stuff. I think that's it's um, it's all, all going to come back into fruition. Uh it's happening with the golf, and it's 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 going to happen with the football. Mm-hmm.
0: George, Except- have you got anything? George, have you got anything to say uh, before I bring yeah, The biggest fan on?
5: The, the bit about <laughs> that—that's a poor analogy. Yeah, the the, the the golf the golf things a poor analogy because the golf's funded by the people that, people that own us. And they're not going to fund any Super League, that's for sure. They're no. going to make sure Newcastle United's in, in the mix when that ha- if that happens. I never want the Super uh, League, George. I'd like to say, well, no. And, and I hope to goodness we don't get a Super League. In fact,
4: never.
5: I've got a sneaking fancy there's to try that again. That yeah. Piff will have, have their big lawyers ready to have a go and take it to court to try and knock it back for good. Because it's, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. No no regard for the other sixteen clubs or fifteen or sixteen clubs in the league just for themselves. It's absolutely balmy. Absolutely balmy. Um and the, and the, going back to the the the, uh, the game the rashford miss was was almost comical. Um however however you could say no more comical than, than Joe Linton not being yep. able to put the ball back on the net after it came yep. down off the bar. He should have pushed the net with that, but he didn't. Uh, so it's, it's And if you look at the stats, yes, they had more possession. But in terms of shots on goal, shots off goal, we were up there with them. And uh, all, all the uh, stats in terms of defence, all the headed clearances, all the high balls, we were way out in front, way out in front of Manchester United. So, um, no, nah, it it's uh, it was a good game, and and I, like Steve Reed said before, I suspect on the balance of play, a draw was was the right result. Um, but it uh, it should have uh, it should have been a bit more exciting if we'd got, we got got that penalty yeah, awarded. Yeah, I'm going to bring in your
0: big fan now, Melly. Uh, You've had a bit of banter with him on Twitter (laughs) over the last 48 hours. Jimmy.
3: Hi, Jimmy. Jimmy.
4: You all right?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was at 2 o'clock and I had a medical thing to deal with, but I'm here.
6: Nice to see you, mate.
3: Oh. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Steve, just quickly,
6: it. Steve, can you just, can you put the stats up from the game? Because me mate, Phil Richardson, sent us some, but I can't get them on here. Can you get yeah.
3: them
0: up? Leave it with us, mate. I'll uh, get
3: them I'll get them up. Was, yeah, yeah. All right. Go, go on, was, Jimmy, uh, make your point, mate. Uh, man, uh, man, you had 13 shots, two on target. Newcastle had nine shots, two on target. Um, Wait They wanted nothing to do with us in the first half. I mean, our press was getting to him. It was frustrating. I'm, Anthony was too busy trying to elbow everybody. He was too, so pissed off. I, I will say that I I am surprised Char did not hurt his knee on that. When he went down, I mean, my, I was like, here we go again. But that incline on the back of a goal is is treacherous um, we it's the same problem when, in in the second half it's the same problem we've had all year. we can't we we want to play a certain way we just don't have the depth to do it that's a young that's a young man's style of play and to ask some of these people coming in to press the high press, the, I mean, not everybody's Almaron and we don't have the depth. And I know he, Steve, you're a big fan of Chris Wood, but as soon as Wood comes on, I'm sorry. It's like waving the white flag. Um, that's, that's parking the bus as soon as he comes on. And for the penalties, yes, I thought Wilson's with a penalty, But had Sancho not tried to be Neymar and just went down, that was a penalty.
6: 100%. Um,
3: His embellishment was almost comical on that. But we've got a hell of a defense. We've got a rock-solid defense. And like I put in a tweet, we have an extremely fragile offensive line that we just can't seem to get everybody together because these nagging little injuries are sickness. Um I went back and rewatched the game. I would I would have loved to win. The game was theirs. I, ours for the taking until about the seventieth minute mark. And then that was just you know, I'm just you just knew had that game gone on about another Three minutes, uh, United would have scored.
0: New uh, Manchester United. I, I refuse to.
3: Have United, I United. I like United. that. I like that. <laughs> uh, but, but we're not. But we're not. It's nice to know we can go down there and not be scared. You You're know fear. when, those, when you know when we come scared. on the field and we and we see those hemorrhoid red jerseys. We you know we we you know we're not scared, we can go toe to toe, we just need a you know a couple more signings for debt, and but I think it's you know we've come a long long way in a short period of time, yeah, both teams are going through, i guess you could say um. A rebuild, Um, we've had to come a little farther, but it's going to, we got, you know, new coaches, new philosophies, get rid of the driftwood, bring the players in, and let's have another go at it.
0: Fair play, Jimmy. Good
3: points you've made. Jack Sparrow
0: asks the question. I think we all want to know, Melly, from your perspective. Uh, what were your thoughts about the amount of time your players dive? There was that little period in the game where, okay, you know, Jimmy said the Sancho situation. If you hadn't embellished it, could have been a penalty. But there was at least three or four attempts in about three or four minutes, jumping on the ground. And the one that Ronaldo did was the one that really stuck out to me when. He more or less just went all Swan Lake and, and dived, looking at the referee as he. he la- was
4: trying to get in the Olympic swimming team, Steve. Yeah, That's he, he they- landed. He landed the on his front, Olympic and he's looking at the referee
0: team. as he goes down. He, it's a deliberate dive, you know. All a was, well, does that happen every week, mate?
6: uh the, you know, I touched on this with Bruno before, but it's actually it's it's quite prominent within the whole squad, mate. It's 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 like a given now, you know. Like they're trying to win fouls, fouls all over. Just play football. You know, back in the day mm-hmm. when, when it was Kino and schools and Bruce, Palestine, you know, like, even if they got took out by the waist, they were getting back up and they were continuing what they were doing because they were footballers. These now are actors. Uh. They're, they're not just footballers, they're actors, you know. Like, I don't know if they're, if they're, if they're taught to or if it's drilled down from, say, Ronaldo, he's got such a a presence within the training ground, you know, like oh, you know, like gant down and you'll get a foul because like George said, um sorry, I don't know if it was George or Jimmy, um Sancho. If he just if he just gants down normally, yeah, yeah, it's a penalty. But he didn't, like he said, he went down like Neymar and it's like it's over dramatic. You know, you should see if they've got any spare time for the CS, Steve, (laughs) because they're good actors. (laughs) Good actors, like, they would do well. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating, mate, you know. And now you'll see, like, but for me, like I said last week, every game's an away game. By the end of this month, I wouldn't have been to the last 12 games home and away, London, like, you name it, I've been there. And we're, we're spending all this money and. We're going to support the club and we get the, tuk, the piss to go to work because we leave early, like at the City game and stuff. You're paying all this money to go and watch a team who have been put up in a hotel overnight, tread like absolute kings, massages, the best food you can think of, uh, the best training. And they're going out there and they're not performing. They're getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to do your job. You do that in any other job, you're getting sacked.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, just gonna i just going to ask you that question that Steve Middlemiss has asked Because we're coming at the end of the programme He says, uh, Melly, do you think it it's looks, Ferguson's shadows still looming over the team, Melly? He was there massively, yesterday
6: Massively, he's still got a massive say on the team He's, um, he, he's there or thereabouts uh, I literally said about, I would say, 20 seats for him you know, and he's, he, he's still very, very involved in the club And, you know, it's... <laughs> All the stuff that's gone on with the Glazers, it was, actually, it was actually Sir Alex who helped get that deal through. And I think it's now up to Sir Alex to stand up and make a stand and say, like, enough's enough. This club needs to move forward. And and it's without them and potentially without him having much... say. You know, what he's done is absolutely amazing. I don't think it'll ever, ever be repeated. And we've had some of the best days we'll ever have. Um, but to answer your question Yes I do
0: Alright I'm going to go around the table I'm going to go around the, go around everybody for the final question um, Darren I think we already answered this uh, But I, I'd like your answer again uh, Just for posterity um, Newcastle United Manchester United Who's going to finish the highest Darren I'd
1: say Man United I think And again I think Man United will finish 7th Six, uh, six on what's man you personally, but Newcastle, I'll be buzzing eight for Newcastle. Okay, Alan, Manchester United still
4: good enough to finish above Newcastle, do you think? Oh, definitely without the quality they've got, like Steve, they've definitely got a chance of finishing above. Where, uh, the only caveat I've got is who we're going to buy in January. Lads. um, if we buy two or three more quality signings, then I think we could give a run for the money. but... I think Manuel will finish above him. Um, I think we could definitely have a great chance of finishing seventh, but I think Manuel will finish fifth or sixth this year. All right, George?
5: No, Newcastle will be above them because by Christmas they'll be looking for another manager and uh, they'll be in turmoil <laughs> again. Interesting. Okay, James?
3: Damn, that's a tough one. It uh, is. I'll say, yes. I'll say, yes, I'll say, uh, United, Manchester fifth, oh, oh. finishes fifth. We finish sixth.
0: Okay,
3: um, I'm going to say
0: Newcastle will finish above Manchester United this year, and uh, and that's not just to wind you up, Melly. I genuinely think. We can. I think our transfer. I think our transfer window, our transfer window in January is going to be a big one. And I think looking at the, looking looking at the makeup of the table at the minute as well, we were just discussing the next five games for Newcastle, uh, of which three are home games before the World Cup break. And going into the going into that new year period, if we're still in that top six area, I think it'll be it'll be an interesting battle. Certainly, it'll certainly be the battle of the two the two teams going into the new year. But the transfer window, I think, will just edge it, and I think we'll just finish above Newcastle. I think uh, above, uh, above Manchester. I think that'll be it. Melly, you you clearly think I would imagine that Manchester United they're going to finish above Newcastle still. Well,
6: I've, you know, I think Newcastle's a fortress. Sir so James's Park is a fortress. Um, if he can turn your away form from draws to wins, then you're going to be up there. Absolutely. Um, I do think Man United will finish with Newcastle, just because Newcastle isn't there yet. Um, I think you will get into Europe. Absolutely. And I really hope you do, you know. But I think the hardest task you've got uh, is learning all the new fans, the songs. I
0: love it. I love it, Nanny. Classic.
5: Classic.
4: Come hey, then, Melly. Come the least At
5: least we don't have to worry about where we got our prawn sandwiches from. <laughs> Classic. Hey Melly, have yeah, been a yeah, great sport. A yeah, right? yeah, you've, really, you. you've
0: been a great sport yeah. over the last few weeks. Good track, Melly. Good track. So I want to thank Darren man. for staying on for the full show Thanks to Alex, uh, as always Thanks to James for his contribution George thanks for jumping mm-hmm. on uh, Melly thanks for jumping on Thanks to the moderators who've had a, a quite a busy time tonight Stopping these Tinder porn sites advertising in the chat Was something to get that But uh, as always thanks for, for all your contributions uh, in the chat as well I'm back 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with Ross Gregory See you then guys, take care thanks, Take care Bye
6: thanks,